Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Let's give it up for the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, our super producer, Mr. Max Williams. What, what? who? <laughs> and let's also, uh, they called me Ben, but I want to take a moment today and uh, I need some fanfare here, Max. Really just turn it up to 11 because... We've got the band back together, everybody. And I mean everybody. Even the people who are sitting next to you, if they don't have their headphones in, just hit them on the shoulder and tell them to clap with you right now. Returning, the one and only Mr. Noel Brown. I, I gotta say, I don't want to be responsible for anybody doing soft violence to people on the train, you know, for my benefit. Maybe a, a gentle nudge, a squeeze of the... I don't know. People are weird about being touched. I would maybe just one-handed clap, you know, on your... Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm getting at. Thank you, Ben. And all and all of you who are potentially being beaten up by strangers uh, mm -hmm. uh, for my benefit. Um, y all, y all Thank you for best. your service. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service, folks. Uh, so, it's good to be back. No, it's good to be back. It's so um, good to have you back, man. Thank you, bro. Uh, I appreciate it, man. You uh you did you you didn't miss too much. We finally did the uh, McDonald's episode. I think I told you about this in our in our offline group chat because, as you know, folks, uh, longtime ridiculous historians Noel, Max, and I are friends in real life, so we're pretty much talking to each other every day, regardless of where we are. And uh, Noel, I got to tell you, we gave Jonathan Strickland a chance. Uh, had him on as a, as a guest host. We did two episodes, and I don't know about Max, but uh, Noel, he had me fooled. I thought he had turned over a new leaf. He was he was an absolute gem, absolute peach, until the very end of the second episode. Can oh, he did? Did he, did, did he transform before your very ears? He sure did. Oh he sure God. did, man. But I, I think there's a very important note we have to say here. We got the trivia question right, though. That's it. Yeah, we mm. did you proud, man. Mm, okay. So we're we're still ahead. <laughs> Well, I would have to, I would have to soft disagree that I didn't miss much. I mean, it sounds like there was adventure, you know, uh, uh, like occultic type behavior and activities. And I mean, you buried the lead there, Ben. I was really looking forward to that McDonald's episode. Ronald McDonald is, is, is pure nightmare fuel, even in his final form. But man, that, that early uh, commercial that you always <laughs> threaten us with is absolute <laughs> terror, man. That is the stuff of, of, of absolute uh, nightmares. He's got like a weird carrot nose thing. He looks like the, like a like a John Wayne Gacy kind of thrown together yes. clown, you know, costume. Like it's yes, dude. Oh, Just so chilling. It's I mean, chilling. It's chilling. Uh, for everybody else, uh, Noel and I have been uh, chasing several episodes for years, and there are some times where I wish that. Uh, 
I wish that we could record the times when we're just, we're, we're like hanging out. Sometimes we'll just meet up for a drink. And then we realize that accidentally our conversation has become a show. Maybe one day we'll do Ridiculous History After Dark. But for you, my friend, my brother, my ride or die, I know, I know you love the food episodes, man. I do too. We've got one that is another doozy for us. And, uh, Gosh, I, I like I don't even know where to begin other than to ask you, were you a Pringles kid, man, when you were growing up? What where were Pringles in the hierarchy? I'm a Pringles adult, man. It's the superior <laughs> chip. There's no question about it. They stack. You can make a little duck mouth with them if you flip one up right side up and the other one upside down and put it, you can quack. It, it, it's a Pro prop, tip. it's a chip, it, it's mm -hmm. it's self storing kind of you know you're never gonna I mean, that's not true you, you will occasionally run into some cracked pringles but it's it's rare it's a lot rarer it's than rare. opening a bag of lays and the whole thing's being demolished not to mention the shrinkage that you experience with uh with bagged potato chips at least when you get a stack you know a tube of pringles you know it's going to be mainly full to the top it Heck might be yeah, a little man. They might have they might have skimped a little bit. We're going to get into it. It's, it's, right. it's the kind of story that on the surface seems like it would be dull. Once you just get past the oh, it's a it's a cool you know spherical not spherical what's the word hyperbolic we're going to get into that chip. Um, mm. wh where's the where's the hook? Where's well it's hooky. This is a hooky story. It goes places oh, yeah. you will not expect. Oh yeah, we want to of course shout out our research associate Zach Williams, who you will meet very soon, folks, as well as our research associate Jeff Bartlett. Uh, they're, they're on the way. You'll have to believe us. But uh, we were so excited about this Pringles episode because Pringles, I I think, just to stay on this for a second, I totally agree, man. Pringles does something beautiful that bags of chips don't do. And also, is Pringle uh, technically a potato chip? We're going to get into all of that. But it's such a disappointment. It's such a cold shower of uh, buyer's remorse when you buy a bag of chips and you open it up and you're like, oh, I bought two-thirds air and I bought one-third chip. Pringles doesn't do that. They don't play. I got actually got a little embarrassing story I would love to share on the air because where else am I going to share this? But uh, this is for my friend Ronnie. Maybe with your maybe therapist, some, perhaps. Uh, they, she she's tired of hearing all these from me. But uh, <laughs> give it to us, please. I do. But, uh, I tease. There was a there was one night I was hanging out with my buddy Ronnie at the bar we'd worked at. This is probably about eight nine years ago. And let's just say I was having a little bit of a fun night and my buddy Ronnie was giving me a ride home and I realized I hadn't eaten enough and uh, I had no food at the house. And he's like, oh, I want you to buy like, some potato chips at the gas station. I go, absolutely not, man. Those things are like 60% air. It's the biggest ripoff. He said that I went on this giant rant in the gas station all about how much air are in potato chip bags. So 100% agree. Pringles, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Yeah, and this is where our story begins. Ridiculous historians, we're talking innovation. We're talking intrigue. We're talking a little bit of existentialism and, of course, cartoons. Uh, Noel, you nailed it. You set us up so well, man. Uh, the idea of, like, the ultimate downer for anybody who desperately wants a snack. You get your potato chips or your crisp, as they call them in some parts of the world, and you open it up. And then you got crumbs. They're broken or they're stale. It's just a bummer. You have to go back to the store. Procter & Gamble was aware of this, right, at some point? Yeah, it's always funny to me that you think of companies like Procter & Gamble and you think like, you know, the ones that make all the chemicals and stuff, the chemical <laughs> things. But these kinds of companies, they diversify. And a lot of them, you know, have divisions that are into like flavor science and like food technology. Um, you're right. They had a whole division uh, chock full of food chemists and organic engineers that they uh, tasked, you know, they, you know, Voltroned up to create what would be considered by the world, uh, they, they hoped, to be the perfect potato chip no more of those stale you know crummy bits at the bottom of the bag you know with that 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 shock that the consumer feels when they open the bag and it doesn't look anything like the picture they wanted something that would look like the picture every time every single time yes and to the point about um people with engineering or chemical backgrounds uh yes folks procter and gamble has their uh fingers in a lot of uh figurative pringle cans 
they had a mission. They wanted to fix the problems that you just described, Noel, and they did it under the leadership of a guy named Vic Mills, who, fun fact, also invented the disposable diaper and then a food chemist named <laughs> Frederick Bauer. Yeah. That's my right? point, It's a man. clear it's trajectory. Like, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Well, you know, one starts the cycle and one ends it, I guess, right? Uh, in terms of digestion. That's gross. We don't have to ruin Pringles for everyone. Even though we're kind of going to a little bit, we're going to get into, like, slurry and all of the goop that these things are actually made of. But I, I, I would argue that by the end of this, you're still going to want to, you know, pop and, and not stop, which is also a brilliant right. uh, slogan, uh, I would argue. Because it, 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 it challenges you to not be a junkie. It challenges you to not be, you know, an, a, an addict. You know, once you pop, you can't, well, oh, I can't, can't I? I I'm going to pop. Uh, wait a minute. A late, I can't stop. Like, what's I'm happening to me? Pringles. Dude, I have a conspiracy theory about this. I feel like, and this is totally unfounded, this is just my speculation, I feel like maybe there was a pang of conscience in the engineering, which we'll get to, where they made, just like a Bo Burnham, was kvetching about in his specials. Uh, they made the tube too small for a grown person's hand, mm -hmm. so you can have that crossroads <laughs> moment, and you can say, "Have I have I popped enough? Yes. <laughs> this is this hurting my family." <laughs> Bro, you have not popped enough until you get to the crusty bits at the bottom, and then what you do is you mm. dip those those bad boys right into your mouth Amen. until that until that tennis ball tube of chips is is completely bone dry. Uh, but here's Take where it all started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frederick Bauer, right? Um, he is the food chemist in league with this guy Vic Mills, the diaper guy. They start out by deciding they want this process to begin in a little bit of an unconventional way. Not the way potato chips are usually made, which is like, you know, deep frying slices of potato in oil, presumably. Uh, with this one, they actually wanted to use dehydrated potatoes and create kind of this, this slurry, this kind of paste they could then, you know, use a die cast kind of me mechanism to cut out whatever shape they wanted uh, so that each chip would be like kind of stamped out on this like line. Like think about, you know, the way like plastic toys are made, you know, they're, they're cut out or like things are like 3D printed even. It would, everything would have the exact same size, the exact same shape and the exact same weight, which would allow them to kind of uh, streamline the whole process and really get to the root and solve it uh, in terms of these like, these generations old potato chip problems. Yes, and you know, you guys, Noel, Max, you know, I'm, I'm super fascinated by the often un, unsung history of packing innovation, packaging innovation, I should say. Yeah, this, this, is, this uniformity is key to preventing breakage. These chips are made in, uh, in what you would, might call a saddle shape. They look kind of like a wide saddle. Mm -hmm. Technically, the name for that with a tie-on is a hyperbolic paraboloid shape. This means that you stack them up, they don't have room to move in the tube, and therefore it's much more difficult for them to break inside the package. Noel, Max, we also have to point out at this at this juncture, this is not a sponsored episode, folks. No. Pringle, we didn't talk to Pringles, we didn't ask him permission, we didn't do any of that. We just are super into potato chips. Peek behind the curtain, though, Ben. We would have gladly taken their money with 100%. the caveat, with the caveat that y'all, if we come across some darkness, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. You know, take it or leave it. <laughs> That's how we do. I mean, y'all will remember the underwear episode where we got into a lot of chlamydia talk and you know venereal diseases and weird like washing garments with urine. I mean, just putting it out there that we are not entirely shills. We will shill for you, but we will speak the truth. So if Pringles comes to us after the fact, like let's say like in a week and they're like, hey, we want this to be sponsored content, will we do it? If they pay us in Pringles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going well, no. to get to uh, something. Yeah. No, you'll take uh, cash. No, we'll take cash. I was going to say, as long as they're uh, stuffed into Pringles cans. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. One of those two. So, so pay attention, Pringles. We're getting into it. Also, we're going to name some of the weird flavors uh, we have requests for you, Pringles. Mm -hmm. uh, so, all right. So Bauer comes up with this shape, which is, you know, low key. It's super innovative. No other potato outfit has done something like this before. And Bauer 
to to add to his accolades, he is the guy who develops that vacuum-sealed can. That's what houses the chips. And to your point, Noel, about staleness, the fact that it's vacuum-sealed also keeps them fresh. We're getting yeah. a lot of this from a great article in Food & Wine by Matt Blitz. I'm not going to give the headline yet. I don't think we do because it's a really cool spoiler. Matt Blitz, by the way, the most superhero-like name in uh, all of food and wine writing, I would have to argue. <laughs> um, so wait, so Ben, is a hyperbolic paraboloid a paraboloid that just is always overstating the case and like being really schmaltzy about everything? Yeah, yeah, it is. A hyperbolic paraboloid is the most extra of all paraboloids. Mm-hmm, yeah. We, uh, really we checked with MIT. The, everything is the end-all be-all for this paraboloid, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, that was the best... I'm the best shape that ever existed. It thinks a lot of itself. Uh, it really yeah. kind of sucks all the air out of the room. Uh, literally. Uh, well, they, the, 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 the shape doesn't do that. They do that with a machine. But here's the thing. There is a specific science, a, a, a golden ratio-esque kind of situation to these shapes. The two principal curvatures of this design meet each other. It's what's called, uh, a, this is from a, an excellent article in interestingengineering.com, by the way. Uh, these zero, the zero point is known as the saddle point or the mini max point. And it is this intersecting double curvature that that is actually what causes there to be uh, limited stress from one chip passed on to the next. So there won't be any kind of like uh, breakage that would kind of carry on from one to the other if the pressure got too great. Um, it's the same kind of principle as like arches, right? Like like uh, yes. flying buttresses and like, you know, in engineering and uh, architecture. Yeah, it's similar to, uh, okay, so one of the, uh, one of the super interesting natural engineering questions is the idea of why eggs, uh, you know, why why eggs have evolved to have an oval shape. It redistributes stress and pressure. And that's kind of what's happening with this nifty Pringles design. And uh, as you mentioned, the author of that article over interesting engineering, Kathleen Villaluz, uh, she points out that this also encourages Pringles to have extra crunch, whether you're biting off a piece of them or whether you're putting the whole Pringle in your mouth at once, because that is like, now you are, you are applying some of that stress from one of the strongest muscles in your body, the human jaw. And she says, if you frequently eat Pringles, you would know that they never break off symmetrically but instead they crack in different directions. They make flakes with varying shapes. It's all due to the hyperbolic paraboloid geometry of each chip. I mean, this goes deep. This article, if you are, um, if Giant you're nerd? someone, yeah, yeah, if you're someone who likes to uh, unwind a little after work with whatever your chosen vice is, and you like learning about weird things, we highly recommend you read about the fascinating geometry of the Pringles chip. I can't believe that we're saying that, but it's true. Yeah, we're, we're really just scratching the surface here. Um, but check it out. Kathleen Villaluz over at Interesting Engineering. Crunchy engineering of Pringles, hyperbolic paraboloid shape. Um, we're going from that, but boy, is that... Eh, there's so much more. That's just literally one like to lead off with, like just the, the engineering part of it. Uh, here is a problem, though. <laughs> the original chips are when they started doing this in the, like, what do you call it, uh, research and development stage. None of this has been released to the public yet. This is them doing this behind closed doors uh, at Procter & Gamble. They couldn't figure out how to make them not taste like trash. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. 
Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah. Um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah. I, I just remember. It was my dad's. I, I was a hand-me-down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody. Like I was mm. in Mad Max or something, you know? I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, <laughs> I said El Camino and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They were bad chips. And, yeah. um, you know, I would argue that a lot of a lot of the the zing from even modern day Pringles comes from that dust, you know, that that Pringles dust. But you can get, you know, a plain Pringle and it's not bad. It tastes potatoy. Does it taste like a Lay's mm -hmm. or, or a Ruffle? No, it's got a different flavor. It's like a different animal. But they had not uh, they had not cracked that part of the equation yet. They thought so much cracked about the slurry and the shape. They forgot to remember mm -hmm. that people need to be able to eat these and, and have them, you know, go down. And enjoy them and choose them over another yes. potato product. Yeah, this is, so this is the thing. Picture our pal Bauer, Frederick, Frederick Bauer. He's nailed everything. He's got a kick-ass can or tube. He's got an amazing strategy with a lot of smart engineering behind it. But he says, uh, I can't make these taste good. He tells the suits, it's going to take me a while to make these actually edible potato crisp. Because, again, they have to make it into a paste to form that mm -hmm. paraboloid shape. So soon enough, the suits pull him off of the top-secret Pringles project. They put him on some other stuff. It's not until the 1960s. Fast forward to the 60s. There's another Procter & Gamble researcher, Alexander Lipa, uh, who's out of Montgomery, Ohio. And Lipa comes back because, and this happens in corporations all the time, because Procter & Gamble says, all right, we need new products, right? We're always diversifying. We're not just diaper people. We want to be in more, in more parts of the grocery store shelves. So they say, let's go back to this idea, these crisp in a tube, and let's figure out a recipe 
that will make this something people want to eat. So they they land on this recipe that has, uh, let's see, dehydrated potatoes with a mixture of rice and corn, as well as wheat. So these are, again, to be clear, these are not like Lay's potato chips or something. They're not sliced up actual potatoes. They take this stuff, they take the actual potato, they dehydrate it, they kind of make it a paste and they mix it up with all this other stuff so that they can predictably press it, kind of like they can cookie cutter it basically into that shape. And this, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the story. No, this is where they get involved with some sci-fi folks. Yeah. Wow. That was a zoom. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Are they going to create a, a chip-based religion or something from here? I don't know. Do, Dune is really about Pringles yeah. when you think about the, it. The spice is the dust that I was talking about earlier, and it must exactly. flow. Otherwise, the chips taste like garbage. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Bauer wasn't the only person who helped, you know, with this uh, this development of the, you know, kind of future chip, right? There is a dude who, after a, uh, a brief stint in the Korean War as a combat engineer, um, went on to study engineering at the University of Houston, a guy named Gene Wolfe. Okay, we, we, that, that may sound familiar. Gene Wolfe out of college, got a job with Procter & Gamble. While he was there, he was on the Pringles team. Uh, and his job was specifically to, uh, this is from uh, foodandwine.com article, by the way, uh, was to, quote, uh, devise a means of frying molded potato shingles. I just realized that. Holy crap. Ugh. Pringles yeah. are shingles. Shh, don't let the word get out. Yeah. <laughs> Before they dropped onto a conveyor belt. So again, we're picturing this. So that is the process, in fact, uh, that that is still used today. The, the way they're fried uh, and then and then you know dropped onto this conveyor belt to be sorted into those cans. But again, I mentioned you might you might have heard of this fellow. Uh, that's not really what he's known for. Um, in 1972, <laughs> he was an editor for a technical engineering magazine, uh, and at that time, he published his first successful sci-fi novel. And eight years later. The first volume of his, uh, what's considered his kind of greatest work, The Book of the New Sun, came out. It was compared to some really, you know, high-minded literature like Ulysses, for example, by The New Yorker. Uh, and it is considered one of the greatest sci-fi uh, collections of all time. I, I am not familiar with this book. I've been, I would not be surprised if you were. Um, I've heard the name, but um, I'm very intrigued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, it's dope. Uh, don't let, if you don't like James Joyce, don't let the comparison to Ulysses fool you. It's a heck of a read. Uh, we also want to say his first uh, sci-fi novel that was successful was called The Fifth Head of Cerebus, and it's three interrelated novellas. Uh, that one I haven't read, but I have read The Book of the New Sun, and I enjoyed it. Uh, we also, dude, you know what we should do? We should take just a second and figure out this Pringles name, because there are theories about it, and at this point in 2022, no one is 100% convinced one, one theory is that there's a guy named Mark Pringle who way back this is true, folks. Way back in 1937, this guy filed a U.S. patent for something called, this is a quote, method and apparatus for processing potatoes. Mark Pringle's work was later cited by Procter & Gamble in their own patent for improving the taste of what would become Pringles. Then there's this other idea that there were these ad guys who worked for Procter and they, they just said, oh, the name sounds good because they live on Pringle Drive. Like, there's a bunch of weird stuff here. Dude, these are all so graspy to me because I think the answer <laughs> right. is so obvious. They're potato shingles. They're Pringles. But where's the R come from? That's the fun. That's just the goofy, the goofy fun part. <laughs> that's just Pingles doesn't sound good. Pingles sounds no. Good. Pingles sounds weirdly dirty. They're weirdly dirty. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Pringles sounds fun. Uh, there's no Jonathan Pringle. Come on, this is absurd. Uh, <laughs> we, there, we, you'll maybe recall uh, there. This was in the news not terribly long ago. 
this whole Wikipedia scam kind of that, that, that led to mm, another mm-hmm. another possible iteration of this uh, the the name of the Pringles man the mystery. By the way, the Pringles man. If you notice, he has no mouth. He has mustache, but no mouth yeah. with which to enjoy the Pringles. But he also is a Pringle. His head yes. is kind of the shape of a Pringle. So presumably, mm-hmm. you're eating him or or, or his uh, his like. With each or bite. His progeny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was only saved from death in the tube because of that amazing mustache, which uh, hides his mouth. It, it's weird. So, okay, this is... <laughs> so, the, the name is part of it. They did, regardless of which theory we want to ascribe to, and there are more than what we've named, uh, the product was first known as Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips, but other potato chip manufacturers raised cane about this. And it's because, Noel, they said that Pringles fails to meet the definition of a potato chip because they're made from that mixture. They're made from potato dough, basically. Uh, And this is where I I would love for you to weigh in, man. Is a Pringle a potato chip? I mean... Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't really have much skin in the game as far as, like, purist definitions of a potato chip is the term. I didn't realize we put so much stock in that, but I guess when the uh, the Food and Drug Administration is involved, these terms kind of matter. Uh, so a chip off the old block would imply that that was a literal, physical piece of thing that came off said block. So therefore, a chip, a potato chip, needs to be a thing that came off of a physical potato in its purest form, I, I imagine. Oh, man. There, there are so many people who are listening right now and you're in, we hear you. We know where you are. You're in your dorm, right? It's maybe freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. It's probably around 2, 3 a.m. You might be eating some Pringles right now. Tell us what you think. Tell us what your, your, your pals think. Is this a potato chip? Well, it's like, is, is, is craft, are craft singles cheese? They are right, cheese, or products. cheese food products. Right, whatever. Cheese food yeah, products. Cheese, cheese yeah. food product. I would argue that Pringles is a more uh, upscale uh, snack than, than mm-hmm. but you know what? But then there there is a place for for craft singles. They melt so scientifically so perfectly well. on yeah. a burger or like a breakfast mm-hmm. sandwich, like an egg and cheese. There's really nothing else like it. So that there is there is a place for them. I, again, I think Pringles is the superior chip. Given given my druthers, I will buy Pringles every time. Am I going to get caught up in the semantics of all this? Like, I'm no food, you know, lawyer. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. It's not even Do the same argument as, as, a, as a hot dog a sandwich. I don't feel like this is even no. in the same realm. It's not a philosophical mm-hmm. argument to me. Right, right. And do we need these labels in 2022? By the way, again, if you want to be super fun at parties, folks, uh, you can point out that the reason Kraft cheese singles melt so well is that they contain sodium citrate. That's the secret sauce. Shh, don't tell anyone except for the millions of other people listening to this show. Maybe we should get a secret handshake for ridiculous history. Mm -hmm. One hand we can't shake, though is Frederick Bowers. Uh, he has passed away. Oh, I thought you meant something. he was going to have been canceled or something. Like, we can no oh, longer no, 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 no. extend our hand in, <laughs> in gratitude. Because unfortunately, it turns out, secret Nazi. <laughs> secret Nazi. That's what Pringles were all about. But he, uh, it's weird because he, uh, this is why we didn't spoil the excellent article that Matt wrote earlier. Uh, Matt Blitz, that is, best name in food writing. Dr. Bauer, in his will, let's be clear, he planned this. He thought about this. He made a well-informed, very weird choice for his funeral. In his will, he said, bury me in a human-sized Pringle can. You know, it, it, it's, it, it really is a testament to how he viewed this part of his life. Like, like this, this was his life's crowning achievement. That's how he wanted to be remembered, literally. He went out like a G. He went out like a P. Also, in case you're wondering, for anybody with a a similar bent toward morbidity in the macabre like me, uh, he did not ask for his remains to be mixed with potatoes, rice, wheat, and flour. He, uh, He just, they just put the human him without potatoes into a life-size Pringle can in 2008. So he was not uh, cremated. Like it was his, his like full 
body that had been like um, embalmed and stuff shoved in this can. Ah, that's an excellent point. No, he was, let me be clear there. Let me clarify. He was cremated. His ashes were put in a Pringles can, but they were not mixed with um, dehydrated potato. Like you can't dig it up and eat it as you would a Pringles chip. It would have been a real next level flex for him to have had his ashes mixed into a special flavor uh, of Pringles, Bauer flavored Pringles. Um, Yeah. uh, Okay. (laughs) We've reached maximum (laughs) morbidity here. I will say though, this is not unusual. Um, I was just in a situation where I had occasion to speak to a mortician um, regarding cremains and uh, regarding what types of vessels are are able to be used, uh, assuming that there were all kinds of like weird laws around it. Not the case. Uh, this person informed me that they have they had seen uh, cremains placed in a Mister Potato Head before. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Uh, surely at the request of the deceased, I, I would imagine. You know, that's the kind of thing you don't just kind of drum up. Hey, you know what dad would have liked? <laughs> Let's put his cremains in this old Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, so uh, Bauer's son, Larry, has an interview with Time magazine about this. Uh, when when Bauer passes away in 2008, he says, when my dad first raised the burial idea in the 1980s, I chuckled about it, but they knew what they had to do. They had to go to Walgreens. They didn't get a custom Pringles can. They went to their local drugstore, picked up some Pringles, and they debated about which flavor to use. Ultimately, they sided with tradition, and Larry Bauer said, look, we need to use the original flavor. And that's why even today, somewhere out there in Arlington Memorial Gardens in Cincinnati, Ohio, there's a grave that contains a Pringles can holding the ashes of the man who invented the tube. Nuts. Crisp. No. Potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, no. Well, and other things. We'll we'll Mm -hmm. get into that in a little bit, too, as the formula has changed. But, you know, that slurry or or paste that we talked about, it was dehydrated potatoes and, like, you know, corn, wheat, you know, other Mm -hmm. things went into rice. uh, Yeah, rice, exactly. And then again, we're going to get into, you know, and then the the dust is its own thing. Uh, The dust must flow. Which, by the way, what's your favorite potato chip dust? I'm a big sour cream and onion guy. Mm. Do you well, go out for the hot chips, the hot dust? You know, not not really uh, a hot chip guy. I'm I'm hot enough on my own. I would say uh, the the thing that I love about uh, these conversations is that a lot of people don't know this unrelated chip fact: Doritos they don't need that dust. Their marketing department decided that the orange dust is part of the Doritos eating experience. So you can eat you can eat dustless Doritos or you can do like our pal Dylan taught me, Dylan Fagan. Good to do. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan. It's Dylan. Yeah, it's Dylan. Oh yeah. You guess who's here? Oh, he's my friend. Good guy. Master fun. Wow. Oh yeah. Dylan. EP, good friend of ours in the show. He eats like hot Cheetos and Doritos with chopsticks. So he doesn't get any dust on his fingers. Yeah. That's kind of God wild. help you if you are, are, are eating Cheetos or Doritos and then do a crime. You know? Oh, geez. You, you, yeah. You'll, you'll leave like a, like a, like a trail, like a, like a mm. snail trail of, 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 of golden dust. Uh, well, it's not really <laughs> golden. It's more kind of reddish brown. Yeah, it's like an umber, I guess, but the uh, like a bright umber. But uh, I love that we're talking about this. So Chester Chester Cheetah obviously has gone down for a lot of crimes that he didn't commit. The poor guy got stitched up. And that leads us to talking about another mascot, the Pringles mascot, which mm-hmm. we introduced earlier in the show. He has a bit of a mystery. His name, according to some, is Julius Pringles or... Mr. P. But here's why I'm saying this guy is a uh, a man of mystery. I think there's more to the story about the alleged name Julius. This guy might have a couple of uh, pseudonyms. 
He does. And by the way, he's also changed his appearance a little bit over the years, like a man with a secret. You may recall the classic uh, Mr. P design where his waxed mustache and crop of hair were a little more realistic. You know, they had like texture to them and a color, uh, kind of a brown uh, or like an auburn kind of color and this little mop of hair on top. And his eyes had these little shiny little whites in them. And he was wearing a bow tie. Uh, Mm -hmm. recently, I believe it was back in, uh, 2021, September of 2021, Mr. P got his first big design update, uh, in in 20 years. And it's significant, uh, like many things in design, it goes for more of a minimalist approach, uh, these days. The mustache is now just pure black, uh, with no textures, um, the eyes, no more little glinty whites. And instead of a crop of hair, he has these disembodied eyebrows that just sort of float above the head. I mean, it's the kind of thing you could whip up in, in Adobe Illustrator in like seconds, but somebody got paid a gazillion dollars for this. You know that's how these things work. And I'm not saying I could have done it. That's like mm-hmm. saying, oh, look at this Picasso. I could, no, you couldn't. You couldn't have done that. Uh, it's brilliant design work, but it is funny how, how simple it is when you really get down to it. Yeah, and the, the issue, you know, this is happening with so many food mascots these days. Like the Quaker Oats guy just keeps getting younger and younger. But that, that old man I trusted to give me oats is now like, 25 with a silver wig. It's a weird time. It's a weird time to be a food mascot. Also, uh, to peel the curtain on, to pop the tube of Pringles conspiracies. And once you pop, you can't stop. Here's another one. Turns out the name Julius Pringles, even though Kellogg's claims it's officially trademarked, it was made up by two college students Back in 2006, they called him Julius Pringles. Noel, you and I were talking about this off air. They went on Wikipedia and they made it so. Our moral of the story is, be careful what you read on the wiki. Always check the sources. Mm -hmm. To, To your point, the company was taken in by this. You know, I mean, no one is immune to the Wikipedia grift. You know, however well-intentioned and, and uh, you know, with, you know, someone armed with the right information. It's very easy to just read something and be like, oh, that seems right. <laughs> Let's roll with yeah. that. Julius Pringle. Uh, no. Not a thing. Not, not a, thing. a thing. Not a thing. But, you know, uh, it's the, we are all the stories we tell ourselves, right? So maybe Julius will uh, one day make that canonical. Kellogg's certainly has. Another person who has thought about Pringles, uh, at least as much as us, is uh, a guy you might recognize. We're a big fan of him, uh, old pal of ours, Mr. John Oliver from The Daily Show, from countless stand-up appearances, from Community, from most recently last week tonight. So John had this thing, John and his writers had this thing kind of recently where they just said, how come we never see the body of Mr. P? How What is the Pringles the Pringle man's body look like. And John actually went on a huge rant about this and listeners to last week tonight responded and sent him all these pictures of what they thought the Pringles man (laughs) looked like below the neck. They're pretty fascinating. There's a lot of inspiration from the natural world, like an octopus or a a hermit crab. Uh, And John was not having it, man. John demanded that he get an answer and he put his money where his mouth is. He said he would give $10,000 to a nonprofit called Feeding America if Pringles showed a full body Mr. P slash Julius Pringles on air. Um, and they did. You want to you want to describe I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I, 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 you, 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 you deserve this, buddy. Well, before we do that, though, did you ever have any inclination? Again, I, I think I've made my my um, position clear. I believe that Ju- Julius Pringle or Mr. P is, in fact, a Pringle himself. He has this parabolic-shaped head. He appears at the top of the can, so I would presume that the, his body is a can. Yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's a very reasonable assumption. If you look at the various pitches, they're they're pretty neat. Uh, Pringles themselves went kind of safe with it. I'll go ahead and just uh, send you guys a picture in the chat so you can see it. 
uh, I'm a little, I don't know. I understand why they did it, but uh, they made him just a dude. He's got a red suit, white t-shirt, kind of Supreme style that says Pringles. He's got white gloves, regular legs, regular arms. I was hoping that he would be kind of like a, a mech, like a battle mech made out of Pringle tubes. That would have been cool. Um, or, you know, a, a, a segmented serpent made out of Pringles. Anyway, uh, they didn't write back to me. But Pringles, if you're listening, <laughs> these ideas are for you. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah. Um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool, I, yeah. I, I just remember, it was my dad's. I, I was a hand-me-down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something, you know? I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a fascinating thing, man. We we took a ride here and we're not, you, you know, like there's still more stuff to talk about, but I think all three of us are really surprised 
by some of the mystery surrounding Pringles. And I'll tell you what, honestly, between us folks, I'm hungry. I, I bought some snack pack Pringles for this one. You know, they're the little packs. They're not like a yeah. full tube. They got like yeah, eight like chips little, in them. Little soda can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I got some of those. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack them open and uh, celebrate um, because it's five five o'clock somewhere. Does that land? Does that work? The Pringles. I guess so. I mean, it is possible to get drunk on that dust, man. That that stuff will will corrupt you. <laughs> it can go straight to your like I said. It it is it is a it is a, it is challenging you to not become an addict of their product. Once yeah. you pop, you can't stop. You're never, by the way, though, you're never going to get as satisfying a pop as when you actually pop not only the little plastic lid, but the vacuum sealed little pull tab, you know, that's when you get the real. So true. You know? It's like an airlock. I mean, it literally is like an airlock. It is. But, it is. But at this point, you know, there's more stuff we want to get to. We know we're, we're going a little, we're going a little long, but we've just opened the door on Pringles lore for you fellow ridiculous historians. Uh, maybe we can close out by naming some of the weird flavors of Pringles past. But before we do that, uh, I think the, uh, I think the, the most important part of today's episode is just to say, welcome back, man. Uh, this is such a fun ride. Pringles is awesome. We're going to record some more in the future, but it's 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 really good to have you here. Yeah, thanks. And just you know, uh, just a quick heads up. I had mentioned uh, my, my my encounter with a mortician earlier, and finding out some of the odd things that one can place uh, cremains in, and that was because I was unfortunately in a very similar situation that you were in not terribly long ago, man. It's kind of crazy. Um, very unexpectedly lost my mother, and uh, was dealing with all of that stuff and. And it's just kind of been a lot. And, and thankfully, uh, so many wonderful listeners have reached out. And, you know, I did share this online and um, just said such kind things in terms of like, oh, you, listening to your podcast helped me when I lost a loved one or just, you know, just sending kind words. And uh, it's just nice to know that, that that what we do here means something to you. And, and these things that you send back to us mean something to us. Uh, no question about it. So I felt really supported. And obviously you and Super producer Max and everyone on stuff that I want you to know have been incredibly kind and um, and supportive while I've been out. And um, just if you can't tell, I'm excited to be back because this is this work and doing these 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 episodes and hanging with you guys and talking about nerdy stuff really is uh, a pretty great way of spending my time. And um, mm -hmm. I'm very lucky that it's something that I actually get we get paid for. So nobody uh, tell our bosses back. we get paid. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody yeah, right to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, a hundred percent, man. Um, and you and I are going to be on the road, uh, later, actually in a few hours, technically, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be heading out to, uh, Texas. We're going to be hanging in person, Max, out of respect for you. We're not going to get in a hot tub together. Uh, which is another episode. No, 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 no. I would argue that we we need to get into a hot tub, just you and I, Ben. So finally, there can we can get rid of this whole, you know, uh, this divide of who's been in uh, hot tubs together and who hasn't. No, uh, no offense, man, but I think I think I think the problem Ben has is that I haven't been in a hot tub with him. I don't oh, know. That's okay. the feeling I'm getting because you know you and I have been in the hot tub right. multiple times. Remember, multiple times, and uh, we've had Frank there oh, yeah. before also and stuff. We've, yeah, we've, we've touched feet. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. just that's a bond that cannot be footsie. unbonded. Yeah, this oh, wasn't like five minutes either. It was like it was like hours upon hours. Ben, by the okay. way. Okay. 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 You're okay. You're over. Let's let's dial it back one peg. Um, <laughs> Shout out to everybody who got that Vonnegut reference with Bokanism. Jeez. Um, uh, uh, we promised, you know what we did do? Uh, we are going to be on the road. Uh, we're friends and family here. And if you're listening, we consider you family too. So thank you for being part of the show. Uh, Zach went above and beyond and found some absolutely ridiculous, 100% true Pringles flavors. I got to tell you, I'm familiar with a lot of these, Noel, but Prosecco and pink peppercorn well, might be a bridge. We have far. to mention, we yeah. have to mention this because, yeah, that we're going to get into the whole weird flavor list because there's there's a bunch of them much like if you go to asian markets you can find really interesting oddball flavors of lays like mm. you know crab and, and things like that and also much more off the beaten path flavors of kit kats 
but these were like sort of goofs, I guess you could, you could argue, or like regional kind of uh, peculiarities that, um, that, uh, that Pringles did. But the Prosecco one actually got them in trouble. There's an organization in France called the AOC, not to be confused with Alejandro Ortazio Cortez. Um, this is a French, uh, I guess, government body. It's the Appellation des uh, Origines uh, Contrôlées, the AOC, which is um, a, uh, a a division that determines the provenance of particular wines um, that, that are that are you know from grapes grown in a particular region. And it basically enforces what labels you can put on them. So that's why, you know, champagne, if you remember the amazing speech from uh, uh, Benjamin, played by Rob Lowe in Wayne's World, actually, if it's not from the champagne region of France, it's called sparkling wine. Uh, actually, if you did not know. So that's the thing. Prosecco also refers to one of these designations, and the fact that Pringles called a junk food chip Prosecco, that was a real problem for, for this organization, if I'm not mistaken. They uh, came down on them pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. You don't mess around with the Prosecco. Uh, and also, I love what you're saying about these regional flavors. I was, uh, I was recently abroad for some stuff in a couple of different countries, and one thing I found is uh, paprika as a flavor is super popular. There are parts of Europe where paprika is in like everything. Imagine your favorite mm -hmm. food. Now add paprika on top of that bad boy. In Germany, it's by far the just most traditional standard chip. It's just paprika flavored chips. It's probably Wild. what you would maybe compare to barbecue. But you know, there's a similar there's a similarity to those flavors. By the way, I just have to correct myself. Prosecco is Italian, and the AOC that is a specifically French organization that governs you know French wines. This there, there's a similar you know analog in Italy. And um, the region the Prosecco comes from is called Veneto. And uh, there was an investigation by this body, and they determined that this was, like, way out of off base for Pringles to do. And they apparently seized hundreds what? of cans uh, from supermarkets in that region. Oh, my gosh. This If podcasting doesn't work out, let's start, like, moving off the books Pringles flavors. I tell you, there would be a huge market in the United States. We would be like those guys who figured out how to get uh, Kinder eggs into the States. Remember those? How you can't, like, have Kinder eggs? Anyway, I'm, I'm fueled by coffee. Well, no. I'm, I'm jet-lagged as heck. Sorry, guys. I, I, well, that's, that's, and yeah, glad to have you back as well, Ben, by the way. Um, no spoilers. I'll leave it to you to discuss your secret travels. Uh, but yeah, jet lag indeed. Uh, honestly, sometimes being punchy or sleep deprived or jet lagged makes for fun <laughs> podcasting. So as you mentioned, Ben, these, a lot of these were specialty kind of limited, you know, uh, flavors that were really more for like a kind of a PR move or like, you know, sort of like a, promotional kind of like thing um, to create buzz around these goofy flavors. So let's name a few others uh, that are super weird. There's a ton. There's quite, oh, yeah. there's quite like, uh, uh, like, like a big old list of these. Um, I'll kick it off. Round kick it off. In some of these. Yeah. Sweet mayo. Wait for it. Cheese. <laughs> Finally. I'm sorry. Finally said one person at Pringles Corporate. Yeah. Uh, there's I, also... Uh, yeah, there's also, uh, this one's interesting to me, lemon and sesame. I think that's a very artistic combination. It really is. That is very delicate sounding. Uh, and again, some of these uh, probably are uh, in Asian markets as well, things like soft shell crab, uh, for example. Then you have, yeah, and you've got some of these sweet ones like pumpkin pie. I remember pumpkin pie Pringles being on the shelves here in America. Yeah. Uh, it was a crisp, it was a, a Halloween fall type promotion. And it's the kind of thing that it makes sense where they do these sort of like hot take kind of like weird out there flavors because people are going to post about them. People are going to do TikTok videos where they like try one and make a face. Even if it's gross, that's kind of the point some of the time. And flavor science, I think we're both fascinated by. We've got oh, Grand yeah. Canyon French fries. Is that like Rocky Mountain oysters? What are, is that like, <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? It, yeah. it might be parts of a donkey or something. I yeah. mean, Zach no. points out that's oddly specific. Oh, yeah, and, and Max, Max is just yelling no. Yeah, yeah. I think the Grand Canyon French fry is the, is the penis 
in the in the no. and oysters and testicles. <laughs> it's too late, Max. We spoke it into existence. Uh, there's also spaghetti, French consomme, egg yeah. sandwich is probably my least favorite of these. Weird. How would you even do that? I mean, you know, again, flavor science is interesting too because it's it requires so much approximation. Like we have not reached Willy Wonka levels of like, oh, that tastes exactly like like pea soup or whatever. You know, it's always some weird kind of trick of the mind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that makes you sort of, it, it's sort of like, it's like you waved a Christmas turkey over this chip, and then that's what, you know, what, what do they say about the flavors of LaCroix? It's like somebody whispered the name of a fruit yes. in the next room, you know? Right. Um, that's, Very that's T.S. Eliot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> balsamic vinegar, uh, seaweed, top ramen chicken. You know what's funny about that, Ben? What, what yeah. is ramen? Uh, prepackaged ramen is just all about flavor powder. So it'd be oh, really yeah. easy to make an exact top ramen chicken chip because it's just wait. use the same the same dust. You're onto something. No, this is a great idea. You're onto something here, and I think we should pursue it. But uh, for legal reasons. We might pursue this off air and come back to you once we've once we've talked with the wonderful folks at Ramen. Why haven't we done an instant noodles episode? I did a stuff of genius about the creator of instant oh. noodles, and he's awesome. We should totally do that. Yes, that's a great idea. No, that absolutely is a thing. Uh, even down to like, I remember kids in in in, uh, high, in high school or in middle school would bring just the ramen to school and just crush, like eat the brick, eat eat the eat the brick of noodles. And like you know, dip it in the in the dust. Uh, we've got just a few more of these. We have to while the the, the credits are rolling now. We use some French sure. consomme. Yeah. Uh huh. That could be interesting. You know, you, have you ever had those bouillon cubes? You know, oh, that yeah. you can make like broth. Similar flavor science principle. You know, meat flavored dust. Yeah, yeah. We are. Some of the sweet ones aren't maybe for me. Blueberry and hazelnuts. Uh, you yeah. might have to be at the right cafe in Amsterdam for that. That's a joke for the adults. Uh, yeah, we talked about bru- Grand Canyon French fries yet. Yeah. Okay, we, no, did. No, we did. Yeah. yeah, we we really. Yes, I screamed no the entire time. Well, it's, uh, all right, Max, we respect your boundaries so you can have a packet of bruschetta or a tube of bruschetta Pringles. What? What uh, is Spanish salsa pizza? I don't even know ask. what that is. If yeah. you have to ask. No, I'm just do. kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, the one I'm most interested about is the butter popcorn because if you guys remember this, butter popcorn jelly bean is considered like the most offensive one like ever created. It's chemically. No, it I t- like that one. It tastes I like it. to me. Yeah, you like that one, Noel? I like, Chemical I like that one, yeah. forward flavor. Uh, well, we're yeah, going to have to, we're going to have to get Pringles on board. I bet you there is a, a museum or there is a room at Pringles Corporate, wherever that is, where they have like Indiana Jones style top men looking at these crates and crates of Pringles. We need to get in the Pringles lab. Noel, got to go there. I'm I'm speaking I'm putting it on the vision board man that we've been working on ever since this show started Pringles Food Lab. So while we are working on our vision board, we want to put uh, we want to slap a couple more things on that and uh the things we're slapping on the vision board today, as always, are our thank yous. Thanks to super producer Max Williams. Thanks to Alex Williams. Thanks to Casey Pegram. Uh, thanks to our fellow ridiculous historians, Noel. Extra big Prosecco and pink peppercorn flavored thanks to you, my friend. Oh, man. You know, that one sounds delightful. What is it? The Prosecco would probably just give it a little, a little sweet kind of like uh, pop. And then the peppercorn would be kind of a spicy thing. It, it sounds work. interesting. It might it work. It might work. What about funky like mustard? Why has it got to be funky? I don't like what people call things funky. That, that sounds good to knows me. What music it should music should be funky. <laughs> I don't think flavor. When people say like, "Ooh, this 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 beer is funky," or like you know, I don't I don't like that. It may yeah, sound like it's I turned. like it. Like it's gone bad. I like yeah. flavors that have uh, that trigger synesthesia. You know, like the like uh, a lot of soft drinks uh, or sports drinks are really good at that. Like, what flavor is the blue Gatorade? What's going Toilet on there? Bowl cleaner. <laughs> Not a fan, I see. But uh, no, I love it. It just looks like I will always think that when I see it. It doesn't. Yeah, you're I've never tasted now. toilet bowl cleaner, but uh, okay. There is something about that 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 neon bright blue. This makes me think of the stuff that Sarah Connor is going to shoot into that psych ward oh, doctor's yeah, neck yeah, in Terminator yeah. Two. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll never. Well, not let's think also. That, but I love the stuff. Let's also thank uh, 
the Sarah Connor of our show, uh, Christopher Hasiotis. I don't know. That's just like it. I don't know if that reference makes sense. It's a test to see if Chris is tuning in. Who else should we think? Oh, gosh. He's Jeff Coat, Christopher Hasiotis, both here in spirit and, you know, corporeally somewhere doing things. Jonathan Strickland. I really am sad that I did not get to witness his, you know, real life transformation from a mild mannered podcaster to a diabolical uh, quiz fiend. So, but you know what? Maybe that was better that way. Maybe I, maybe it would have changed me in ways that uh, I wasn't prepared for. Something tells me we'll run into that guy again. Well, in the meantime, we'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.